It's the Score North Twin Show. Where Judd just makes sound effects into his microphone. I'm doing the grid. Was there a bat click? Was there a bat click there? Did I hear? No. I went like that because the immaculate grid for football today has the Vikings Steelers, Vikings Cowboys, and Vikings Commanders on it. So I just got one two percent Mike Merriweather, the, the Mike linebacker. Mike Merriweather, wow, dude, yep. that's like an early, that's like Jerry Burns era early linebacker, 90s. right? Early nineties, yeah, I was like yeah. eight eighty nine 90s. So yeah, I was very yeah. pleased with myself. <laughs> the football grid's hard. We heard a deep sigh and like a clicking noise. And we were like, yep, Judd having it. a heart attack? Is he no. okay over there? No, no, no. I'm good. All good. <laughs> well, we are all good too here, Twins fans, because I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Twins finally won a playoff series for the first time in 21 years. Yeah. We're going to win. Twins. That's right. We're going to score. And now... Now, I have seen uh, there's some Astros fans and media out there that are grabbing a social media clip of the Twins. Judd's got his twin stocking cap on here, the crisp fall weather. It's great. But there's a bunch of Twins fans outside Target Field chanting, we want Houston, Houston. Yeah, right? We want Houston. And Astro, now Astros media and fans are like, that's a fatal mistake. That That's what Yankees fans wanted, and they got it, right? That's so apparently, I don't know, apparently like 15 Twins fans on TikTok chanting, we want Houston is the thing that's going to hulk up the Astros here and motivate them in this series. Yeah, I'm. you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Th- those two games were fun. If people want to chant something, let them chant something. I'm not going to. And that's not what's going to potentially win or lose the series for the Twins. So. Yeah, I don't really care. Whatever you need to get excited, Astros fans, media, you know, maybe you're bored because you win these World Series and, you know, you're looking, yeah. just looking for a little extra motivation. That's fine. You got the buy. You got the buy. Be a little rusty, though. Might be a little rusty. I like Might the Twins. I like the Twins game one chances far more, you know, far more engaged. And the key was, yes, you sprayed champagne after the Toronto series, but you then had a couple days to recover. Yeah. That's you know, the it's key. not like 2009 where you had to go right to New York and get your ass whooped. Yeah. Yeah, I, not that the like I would say the Astros were probably rusty a little bit, but not that the Twins bats were clicking on all cylinders there. So Touché. we are kind of waiting for for that to happen. But uh, so yeah, we're gonna be around um, for a great Minnesota sports weekend. We'll be giving you. We're, I don't think we're gonna do live vent lines because of some conflicts with like Vikings Chiefs and whatnot. But we will give you timely episodes, mm-hmm. likely pie charts of blame and praise mixed into sort of recapping Twins playoff games. And then we will mix in Ventline as it makes sense and see how far the Twins go. So this, But this will be your home, the, the Score North Twin Show, which as of last night became yeah, how, one of the 10, the 10 highest rated uh, baseball podcasts in America on the Apple charts, which is insane. Take that, John Boy. Take that, Yankee Show. We, we did. We passed the John Boy talking Yank show. There's not a whole lot to talk about with the Yanks right now because they're not going not to be playing saw, this weekend. I saw Aaron Boone previewing the series with them. Um, I think going into the wild card series was was talking. That was probably the last episode, I think. Yeah. So so we have passed them for now, at least. But So thank you, guys. We brought this show back three months ago to to dive in here for this pennant run. And uh, now the Scorner Twin Show is off to the races again. So, all right, let's get to uh, Feedback Friday here, gentlemen. And then we'll get to an Immaculate Grid Challenge. 
We've been stockpiling some of your questions and comments throughout the week. Score North app, YouTube comment section. Let's start with this one from Twitter here, Tony O'Malley. And he asks, who would win a series between the 2023 Twins and the 2002 Twins, the last Twins team to Ooh. win a postseason series? I like that question. Who, who are you throwing out there for the starters, 2002? Brad Radke. Yeah, so that team, that was a 94-win team in 2002. Fresh, fresh and, yep. and their starting rotation was Johan Santana. Oh, okay. There was the first, he was like a partial starter. They brought him in kind of halfway through the year as a okay. starter. Okay. So 23-year-old Johan Santana, you had somehow only 29-year-old Brad Radke, who seemed like he was 40 in 2002. <laughs> I've been around a while, yeah. Eric Milton, Rick Reed, Kyle Loesch, and Joe Mays were the other, they had six starters that pitched at least 14 mm. starts. The bullpen, you had Eddie Gordado as your walk-the-plank closer. J.C. Romero, LaTroy Hawkins, Mike Jackson, yeah, Bob Mike Jackson. Wells, and Tony Fiore with his... Bob Wells, man, loved his beer. Oh, boy, was he a, he was an epic bar guy in town. Um, I'm going to go with this year's Twins. Wow. I like the 0-2 lineup better than this lineup. I really wow. do. Yeah, okay. I, I, so, think, I think collectively that 2002 lineup is better than the collective of the 2023 lineup. So you had got a bunch of youngsters in this lineup here. You had it's very comparable, but yeah, Tory Hunter, Jacques Jones, all these guys were under 29. So mm-hmm. Tory Hunter, Jacques Jones, Corey Kosky, David Ortiz, AJ Pierzynski, Doug Minkiewicz, Luis Rivas, Christian Guzman. And then you also mixed in a, pl- a good platoon hitter, Dustin Moore and oh, yeah. Matthew LeCroy. As well, plus Denny the, Hocking is kind of your roving and, utility guy, and David Ortiz. I said David Ortiz. Oh, did you say yeah. Ortiz? Okay, that's mm-hmm. the team. That, that's the team that was on the cover of uh, ESPN, the magazine with the team that saved baseball, right? Yes, yes. With Jack Jones so, yeah. and mm-hmm. Tory, and um, yeah, I like the. So if it's especially if it's best two or three, I like the starting pitching on this team more because that that was to your point, Phil. Not yet the dominant Santana. Yeah. Well. Eh. He was good, wasn't but he, he wasn't he in good. the bullpen and warming up when Gordado was melting down in game five. I'm pretty sure he that, was. Because when, when right. Hawking makes that catch, you can see right. Johan on the mound warming up. Yeah, because their bullpen was like hilarious. just down the line, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it still down the like line? Like it was at the dome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Johan had uh, by far the best ERA of that staff. He had a 2.99 earned run average in 108 innings. Yeah, I think, God, so game one, you'd get Johan versus Pablo. Great question, though. But then game two, if it was if it's a five game series, I'm taking the 2023 Twins because I trust I would trust like Joe Joe Ryan would be better than any of these other guys. Oh. Bailey Ober, I think, would be. But the Brad Rack, he was he was fine, but he wasn't like a dominant starter. The other thing is, it's hard. This era was a very much a pitch to contact era for the Twins. Yeah, it's... and this lineup would destroy that. So, and then. This current pitching staff is the best strikeout pitching staff in baseball, and you'd be getting guys like Torrey Hunter and Jack Jones to just swing out of their shoes. So, I, some of it's like the eras are different, but I think I would lean toward the 2023 Twins. Mm-hmm. It's close. I'm trying to find what uh, Santana's postseason um, work was like in that in that run. Yeah, just, I thought I thought I he was curious. more of a like 
Swiss Army knife swingman than he, he was a. Did he start? So he uh, no. he did not in the playoffs that year. He was. Uh, he was coming out of the bullpen. So yeah. they started him like 14 games down the stretch. Yep. And then they made him a reliever in the playoffs. Uh, so he lost wow. game five uh, uh, to the Angels. Okay. So really, even if he's not starting, even more reason to pick the 2023 yeah. Twins because you'd be like Rick Reed or something would be one of the guys that you're facing, right? Um, this one from Ryan Keel. Is Judd still nervous about the Twins management? He's been saying he doesn't trust them all year, and after the first two games, I think they've done all right. Polanco at third is a bit sketchy, but with Lewis unable to play the field, there's not that many good options. Are we still skeptical, or should we start to trust the Twins? I like what they did first round. I, I will, you know, the the um, the reaction to Brios being lifted and going for matchups, I think you could debate, but the real mistake there was not made by Baldelli or the Twins. It was made by the Jays. Yeah. Um, no, I, you know what? I will say, and, and I said this consistently late in the season, as long as they do the right thing, they're fine. Yeah. And I felt like for the most part in that f- first round, and it really starts with this too. And we discussed this, and it's it's one of the most important things. They went into the playoffs with the proper bullpen. You know, no temptations. They left Buxton off the first round roster, which is very unfortunate, but I absolutely love the decision. So yes, my yes, if you're if your question is is the sports dad trust factor higher for for Houston Twins? Absolutely is. Yes. How how many like and it's hard to just quantify this, but how many times can you think of like a legitimate World Series team that was able to get like three shots of life into their bullpen in the last week of the season? Typically bullpens are getting worn down you have an injury to like one of your main guys like it's just that's the natural course of a baseball season i can't like think of any like bulk bullpen that all of a sudden just got hey three brand new fresh arms or rejuvenated arms that were coming off the injured list for a playoff run it's kind of like unheard of yeah some of this stuff i can't decide if you give credit to the organization in front office or if it's just luck like carlos correa was one of the top two reasons why the twins beat the Blue Jays in those two games, right? Well, Carlos Correa spent the entire offseason trying to sign with other teams. He tried to sign. He signed with yeah. the Giants, or almost did, right? Agreed, and then the physical and the ankle, and then the Mets. Yeah, And and I guess credit to Falvey for at least being persistent with Correa and Scott Boris and kind of saying, you know, hey, if you can't find a prom date, I still don't have one. Or I'm kind of I'm, I'm, dating, I'm dating Kyle Farmer, but it's really not it's you exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> you up? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you know, do you Carlos Correa coming back? Is it credit to the front office, or is it just super lucky that other teams and team doctors decided that they didn't want anything to do with his ankle? And then these relievers coming back, you know, the Twins decided at the trade deadline. Hey, based on the condition of this team, which is, I think, I think they were below 500 around the trade deadline, right? They decided we're not going to add a reliever. We're n- we're not going to take young pieces and trade for a reliever. We're just going to let this ride out and see what happens. And then the stars align at the end, and all of a sudden, Louis Varland. Let's try him in the bullpen and see what happens. Boom, lights out at the end of the season, right? Let's see if Brock Stewart can come back. Boom, he comes back and he's healthy. Chris Paddock and Chris Paddock was almost always going to come back. 15 months, so. I don't know. Some of it's just like the baseball gods are smiling on the twins for the first time in 21 years with some of these moves. But 
yeah, I don't know that there's there's not much to criticize with decision making other than Polanco at third. But what are you supposed to do? Leave Julian out of the lineup? Leave Polanco out? I mean, it's they're in a tough spot with some of that stuff. I also think that um, part, and that they would of course not fess up. But I also think, and if this is the case, it's well earned. I think their previous deadline moves probably caused them to at least, if they have any self awareness, question themselves too. Like this team's made some good trades. They ain't at the deadline. Yeah. You know, sir, if, if I am correct about this, Sergio Romo is your best de- deadline pickup. I would far prefer to move Maeda to the bullpen and Varland. So, but I love, I love the fact that they, that they had the wherewithal to simply say this, you guys, in our opinion, were good enough at the start of the year. Things did change, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not we're not going to mortgage more for for the sake of, of this. And then the track record of the lack of success in doing that to me made that smarter. So they've made a lot of moves uh, or didn't make moves that I actually think are smart. And you know, the other thing I'll keep go- going back to is the transformation of Max Kepler is one of the most incredible things I've seen. That's another one where it's he's like, unplayable. okay, he had been pretty damn bad for, and he's always been a good defensive outfielder. So there's, there's yes. some value in just having his glove and his range and stuff. So I understand that. But from a hitting perspective, 2020, 21, these are his prime years. And then the first two months, unplayably bad offensively. What did they see? I mean, clearly credit to them. Like, I don't think they were just crossing their fingers and hoping. I don't know if there was a come to Jesus conversation, if Matt Wallander getting called up kind of, you know, yep. motivated him, but they clearly saw something where everyone else, including us was like, just dude, get him off the team. He's going to be a free agent. And he became one of their best hitters for two or three months. So credit, right? Uh, go ahead, Dex. I was going to say the dead of the deadline moves though, you know, sell. And this was when they were selling, getting Joe Ryan for Nelson Cruz was, is actually probably their best. Yeah, deadline move. Oh no, sure. yeah, I'm, I'm saying when when they're trying to improve. But yeah. yes, that's a great that they, they've made. He's made some good trades. Yeah, but when he's tried to improve the club for a playoff run, it's been a bleeping disaster. But yes, the Cruz trade turns out to be a fantastic trade. Brian Mumford chimes in here, says reflecting on the Lopez Arise trade, regular season stats make it appear as a draw. Both are quality players that provide different benefits. However. The wild card series became the evidence that tw- the Twins won the trade. And this has nothing to do with how poorly Arise hit in the series that the Marlins lost and how well Lopez pitched. Lopez, similar to Big Poppy in Boston, embraced the Twins' curse. He donned a Johan jersey. Yep. He spoke knowledgeably about the 0-18 streak and what it meant to fans in baseball. Yep. His savvy and his IQ made him more of a symbol for fans than the 200 strikeouts or the 200 hits. For Lopez or Eyes. I love this take. This is yeah, a great take. Totally hear this take. Yes. Yes. And the fact that he showed up and, and grew up idolizing Santana and then showed up at the stadium with like, hey, all right, let's go. Yes. It's a it's a point that, you know, he, he's a he seems uh Lopez does like a really nice guy. But that was sort of a and it wasn't like cockiness. That's the wrong word, but it was a confidence or like uh Again, a self-awareness thing of the team that, yes, I, I completely hear that this take. And now that we've seen that, it was really cool. He's right yeah. about that. 
Yep. Leaning into it, man. Like it's the first time that a twins team in full besides Dave St. Peter saying it's time to slay the dragon, which was more of like a general rallying cry. Yep. It's the first time a twins team during the 0 and 18 said, let's talk about the streak. Let's roll around in the streak. You know, let's not be afraid of the streak. Let's taunt the streak a little bit by wearing Johan Santana's jersey. And that was a really more cool thing. With it. That's a really good point. That was a super cool acknowledgement and, and, and a nod as well to a great pitcher. That yeah. was a really, really cool thing to do. Love it. We should bring Johan back to throw out the first. We've already thrown out Tom Kelly throughout the first pitch. We have Morno and Guardy. What if we get Johan back for game three throughout the first pitch? Hmm? Make a phone call. So it was uh, Guardy and Morno. Yeah, you know what? Yes. Yes. Okay. I like that. Terry Nordenstrom says, am I a terrible person? I think I watched five videos of Toronto bloggers moaning and crying over the Blue Jays' loss to the Twins. It was so sweet to watch another team's misery instead of going through this with the Twins again. Am I a sociopath? No. No, 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 no. You deserve that, Terry. You deserve that moment. It's not nearly as bad as the Twins 0-18, but those Blue Jays teams have been ready to rock for four years, and they have no playoff wins to show for it. Nothing. Zero. 16? 16 was the last they were in the ALCS in 2016. That was and, the year that, and, and that was, Batista hit that crazy home run, right? Right. And that, that, in my opinion, yeah, that was really the last of that. This new core, the core that we saw in their, all their lineup, like that's, that team has won over 500 of their games the last four years, and they have zero playoff wins to show for it. Like I, yeah. I do emphasize a little bit, not nearly as bad as Twins' problems, though. Sam Doroff says, I need a poster with Royce Lewis, Justin Jefferson, Anthony Edwards, and Kirill Kaprizov. If any of you guys have the connections to make that happen, please make it happen. Someone's got to do it, right? I don't, I don't know how you would organize that. Get the signatures, but I would buy that poster. That would be very cool. Yes. Yes. Frame it. Put it behind Declan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Larson wow. says, can you explain how the Twins winning in two games instead of three positively impacts their chances against the Astros versus if they had played the third game. Do you think there would have been a difference? I don't know. I guess you would have, you would have burned Joe Ryan and maybe Maeda. Yeah. But then like, I guess Bailey Ober probably starts game one game one. And, and I, I mean, it does give, give you a bit more of a break, which I don't think can hurt you. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah. in game one. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just think from, I think from probably uh, taking the pressure off for a couple of days standpoint, it, it helps. But I also, in all seriousness, seriousness, don't think it sways the series. Like, I, I'm not going to say, well, I, I think that the Twins are going to win. Now, the only, the only thing I will say is that we could see, because it just happens in sports, in game one, the Twins could look better for at least the first portion of, of that game because, you know, Houston's been off since Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it sways the series at all. Yeah, that I don't know. I think yeah, it it would have it would just impacted the pitching matchup in game one. But I don't know. Like Bailey Ober is probably going to pitch game four if you get to a game four. So you're going to have to Ryan and Ober are going to have to pitch in some order, anyways. I mean Lopez and Sonny Gray are almost certainly locked in for for games two and three. And then you know, it, you know going back to the bullpen conversation and how how deep this thing is, they didn't even use Maeda or Emilio Pagan. In that yeah. series against the Blue or Jays. Paddock. Or Paddock. Mm-hmm. Or Funderburk. Uh, the other lefty. Funderburk. I don't know who's going to be on the roster this time. What do you guys think of that? 
So Ober comes on the roster probably, right? Yep. And yes. then you do you bump, but then you're only you only got one lefty, right? Yeah, but you only got so I think the difference there though is I only think you trust one. So like yeah. are you where where are you going to have a lefty on lefty matchup where you trust Thunderbird enough to pitch him? And then you'd have to have him face probably a righty at some point, either yeah, a pinch yeah, hitter because it can't just Good be one and done. Yeah. Yeah, you're more likely just to run your best pitchers out. So, all right, there's your feedback Friday here, folks, as we we gear up for another Twins playoff series. Let's shout out some friends here, starting with uh, our collectibles page. We'll get to an immaculate grid here in just a second, but uh, scorenorth.com slash shop, and you can click on collectibles. And look at this right here on the YouTube channel. You can see it here. A Matt Boldy. This is the throwback colored uh, wild jersey. Custom signed across that number two on the 12. All sorts of great things for your man cave, your office at scorenart.com slash shop. Click on collectibles. Use the promo code score at checkout, S-K-O-R, to get 10% off everything site-wide, courtesy of our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. I could see Sports Dad wearing that. Birthday's coming up. Well, no, I can't wear I can't wear the, the Boldy though because that would go against the Mackie and Judd jersey yeah, rule. That's true. But yeah. I could frame it, and my birthday is like right around the corner, so don't look now. But I mean, it would look pretty good right back here. So basically, uh, when we do these collectibles uh, promotions, Judd just wants the audience to buy him things for his office. Which I guess, if you're feeling you know generous, you Sports could do dad. that. Sports dad. I mean. I give and give and give. You know, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to get something. Why don't you give Olivia a subscription to one of our listeners? Huh? Maybe they oh, can lose some weight. That's a fantastic idea. And look at that right there. That is uh, firsthand evidence of what the Olivia Weight Control Center's program can do for you. Uh, down forty pounds. That's a couple of years ago now. And I'm going to tell you, here's the best part: the dietitians and nutritionists at Livia are going to help you not only drop that unwanted weight, but keep that weight off as well. And that's the most important thing. This is a, this is not a diet. This is not a, you know, some type of, Oh my God, I got to grind through it. Now it's a lifestyle change and it's a lifestyle change that still allows you to lead your life because this program works. And if you join right now, three months for free, that's right. Three months for free on a program that I'm going to tell you right now works. You're going to drop those unwanted pounds. You're going to fit into all of those goals that don't fit right now. Uh, get in great shape for fall. In fact, you could be down 30 pounds by New Year's. Imagine that. January 1st hits and everyone else is like, I got to lose weight. And you're like, I don't because I'm down 30 pounds. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. Livia Weight Control Centers. Livia. L-I-V-E-A dot com. All right, boys. Let's put... Eight minutes on the clock here. It's time for another Immaculate Grid Challenge. We look to go nine for nine here on the grid. And if we can hunt a good rarity score, all the more fun. Okay. Judd might hate this one. The football one today was great. Nothing but teams. So here's what we're looking for. We're looking for a Met who was a Mariner, a Met who was a Red Sox, and a Met who was a Washington National or an Expo. And then we're looking for a Mariner who won a gold glove, a Mariner who had 100 ribs in a season, a Red Sox who won a gold glove, a Red Sox who had 100 ribs, and a Nat or an Expo who won a gold glove and who had 100 ribs in a season. Eight minutes on the clock. Here we go. Oops. <laughs> Drop my phone there. Uh, speaking of making noises, huh? 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 I'm not the only one. <sighs> Judd. Uh, would you like to complain about this? 
for 10 seconds before we start. I rolled my eyes already. No, I'm fine. Okay. I, I rolled my eyes. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what I don't like about these grids. No sense Let's, in saying it. Let's I like just get gold to gloves work. personally. So I, I hate I like this gloves. one. When did gold gloves start? Can you hover over that? Yeah. Or just click on it? 1957. 1957. So, okay. Uh, for 100 rib seasons, I mean, the Red Sox are... You got Yaz, you got Teddy Ballgame, you got Mo Vaughn back Jimmy, in the early 90s. Jimmy Rice. Jimmy Rice. Fred nope. Lynn might have. Jimmy Freddie Rice, I think, Lynn. Did. Yeah. Billy Buckner? I don't know. He drove in 100 runs. No, Mark. Did he ironically win a gold glove? <laughs> no. Billy? Billy Buckner? No. <laughs> Noma. 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 Hey, Noma, Noma you suck. I'm trying to think of some other. I mean, Manny, Ortiz. There's so many options. Oh, um, gold gloves. My guess, I'm guessing he had to have won one. The right fielder with a cannon arm, uh, 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 Dwight Dewey Evans. For gold glove? Dwight Evans? Dwight Evans had a cannon for an arm. I'm not going to For the Sox? Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. Write that down because I I feel far more comfortable talking about guys that played for teams than I do guessing on gold gloves. So you're... You're not. What are you doing here? Are you not? You're throwing, throwing a name out, there, out, but we're I'm not throwing supposed it out to there use for it. You, I'm throwing it out there for you to put on the notepad of potentials okay. when we go through this. Um, you always think, have a notepad. I think he would work for both of these for Gold Glove and RBI. Uh, Kevin Euclidus. The Uke. Uh, the Uke was a, a wizard at first base, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the Greek god of walks. Great. Yeah, we know that. Great mm-hmm. batting stance. And One great, of the last. Actually, really I hated his. I, I I did That's not a, like his batting stance. Did dude, Jacoby Ellsbury win a Gold Glove? Remember that guy? Yeah, oh, yeah. probably did. Um, uh, oh, center field, right? Yep. Yep. Who was uh? I feel like they had a third baseman, Bill Miller. Bill Miller. Remember that guy? Did he win a Gold Glove at third? I don't know. That I don't know. We can use the Greek out of walks here. Do you think Gold Glove? I love that stance. He was kind of a, kind of a wizard there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. All right, let's take start. a shot. Take a crack at it. Two okay. percent. Let's see if Dwight great goatee. <laughs> Coward, Judd. <laughs> I love it. Judd, Judd throws a name out and then like decommits from it right away. Yep. I just said write it down. Write that down. If if you see that he has a hundred RBIs, we can't use him because you will be I, cheating. I like Mo Vaughn and or Nomar yep. for this hundred RBI. Nomar. So I'm just trying to see here. We Movan, Noma, and then the old school ones like Teddy Williams will probably be high. Manny Ramirez, Ortiz are going to be. Yeah, high. Jim, Jim Rice. Jim, Jim Rice, Rice would be in there. Yep. Do people now forget Rice. that? Forget about. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Movan w- would be a great one for oh, a Met and a Red Met Sox. Who was a Red Sox? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Mo would be great for that. Hit he dog. finished up. That's going to be pretty high, up. probably, but. We That's have right. the same birthday. So only 7%. That's not bad. I think people have forgotten about Mo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I think Mo Vaughn's off the radar. If we ever need an obscure, uh, he won an MVP once with the Red Sox, too, mm-hmm. in the 90s. It was like There was like a Frank Thomas, Mo Vaughn, big first baseman run. On so here's MVPs. one for, for a Met and a Washington National. It would have been popular at one time, but it might not be now. Gary Carter. Yeah. Great expo. I'm going to say 9%. Okay. 11%. 11%. 9 Oh, I had a first. Nine. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that that's incredible. 
Uh, it's weird. It's a weird talent that I have. I need a Randall. Uh, I think uh, Brett Boone won a Gold Glove. He would also probably work for Brett Boone. Brett Boone worked for the Hundred Ribs. Let's write him down. Okay. Did Brett Boone Brett win an MVP? No. No. He. Came, no. I think he he came close, but no. Brett Boone. Sure there's a few uh, Mariners options for for Gold Glove, right? I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. obviously. Was a multi-time Mike Cameron? Did Tino ever sure win Mike... one at first Ooh, base? Tino's a good. That's a good one. Ichiro. Did, did King Felix win a Gold Glove? I was gonna say pitchers. I'm bad with pitcher Gold Gloves. Declan, well, we, we could go Brett Boone for the hundred ribs. So for Mariner hundred ribs, there's well Kyle Seager, but that's pretty recent. I think he was a hundred rib guy. Uh, Brett Boone, Declan's guy Jay Buner. Oh oh oh, Raul Abanez. Raul Ibanez. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. that's another good one. Good. Is uh, Who's more obscure for this one? Raul Ibanez? No, I was thinking Mike Cameron for the gold glove. So we can use Raul Ibanez here. Like it. Raul. Point nine. Point nine, baby. Beautiful. With the flavor saver, weird early 2000s goatee there, too. Uh, Mariners gold gloves. Uh, Joey Cora might have won a gold glove. Dan Wilson? Ooh, ooh, the former golfer. Oh, that'd be low. I'm going to write that right. name down. He was a hell of a defensive catcher. You're not wrong about that. I'm pretty sure on Mike Cameron. Like, pretty sure on Mike Cameron. We can come so back that to this, too. That would have been, like, what, 2000? Like, early 2000s. Didn't they have, yeah. like, Mike Cameron and Ichiro in the same outfield? And that's part of the reason why they won I... 115 games one year. Oh, Mike Cameron, I don't feel good about that. but okay. we don't have. We can come back to this one. Okay. Let's float uh, around here. So Expo Gold Gloves, Nat Gold Gloves, Ryan Zimmerman. Zimmerman will be high. Uh, you, you know who I uh, – th- that Matthew weird Matthew Leacroy won a gold glove at catcher for the <laughs> Nats? No. Uh, that, that guy who brought his kid to uh, – Adam LaRoche. Adam LaRoche. I, I, he was he, a good defensive He got player. one uh, before he went weird. From an, from an, expo, <laughs> from an expo standpoint, yeah. Delano DeShields, Marquise Grissom, Larry Walker and Wright. Yeah. Ooh, Larry Walker. Do people forget about Larry Walker as an expo? Because they remember more as a Rocky. Mm-hmm. Did he win a gold glove in Montreal? Didn't he give a ball back to a fan one time with two outs? At Dodger Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball. It was awesome. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Should we try Larry Walker? or we... Well, I mean, Delano DeShields and Marquise Grissom were the like the burners, right? Yeah, are you, are you sure on any of these or not really? No, no, no. I'm throwing out names of guys who are good fielders. I don't remember gold gloves at all. Okay. I mean, so if I'm Declan's confident in Adam LaRoche, that's a pretty obscure one. Yep, that's good. It seems like he's the most confident. 4%. There we go. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We're hunting here, boys. It's pretty good here. So we're at 9, 18. We're at 20, like 23% so far on the rarity. We need to pick it up a little bit if we want to go really low. Uh, so we've got, in terms of names here, we're looking for a, a Met who was a Mariner. We're looking for a Mariner Gold Glove. We get a bunch of options. We have a bunch of options for the Red Sox with 100 RBIs. We just have to pick one. So we could go Noma. We could go Teddy Ballgame. We can go Jimmy Rice. We could go... Oh, dude, you know who else? Uh, did Trot Nixon ever drive in 100? Oh, Remember that boy. guy? Yeah. Or J.D. Drew? Dude, you're... Trot. Trot Nixon. Trot for sure hit like 30 or 40 a couple times, right? 
Jim Jim Rice had to do it, right? Yeah, Jim I, Rice was a. Was I think a big Rice and Nomar are are better. I'm bets. trying to think of names. Who who's off the radar? Like 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 of those names, Rice and Garcia Parra. Who's sort of like the Red Sox have so many guys like this. Yeah, it was that ballpark too. I mean, it was just a lot of bombs. I'm trying to think of oh, uh, Mike uh, uh, Green uh, Green was it Green Greenwell Greenwell Mike Greenwell. Yeah, Mike Greenwell. Did he drive in a hundo? I'm going to write that name down. Mike Greenwell. He had, he had some really good years. <laughs> All right. I mean, Nomar is such a big name. Yeah. That's right thinking... now, we're just trying to find what the lowest. We're not really questioning whether they drove in 100. We're trying to decide right. how low the percentage is, right? Right. Right. Like... Do, you, do you go old school or do you? What about, uh, what's, okay, a dumb question. Yep. Who is Johnny Pesky? Was he a player? Yeah, the Pesky pole is is where did he, Johnny Pesky? The Pesky's pole. Right. Did, yeah. did Johnny Pesky drive in a hundred? The guy hit the guy hit the ball down uh, the ballpark yeah. down the line, right? Yes. Carly Estremsky? I'm sure Yaz mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I mean Yaz won an MVP, right? So, so is Yaz or like Jim Rice or Garcia? I mean, I feel like Yaz is a Yaz is really household, right? Okay, so that's still okay. Nomar, Jim Rice, or Johnny Pesky. Okay, Johnny Pesky, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Either. I think Johnny Pesky was an infielder, and I don't know that he wasn't necessarily like just because the Pesky pole speaks to like yeah. just curving it in there. So another, I'm just trying to think like back, 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 back. Is uh, Tris Speaker was an old famous like Hall wow. of Fame Red Sox, Tris but Speaker. I'm pretty sure he was more of a batting average and like. Like yeah, speedster like, guy. Hey, I am. I'm Speaker. Here, come on, here. come on, come on, bring it in here, bring it in, bang on. I don't know that Trish Speaker ever drove in a hundred. If we were doing but, like a bad, like a three hundred career hitter yes. or something, we'd probably do Trish Speaker. But yes. So I mean, uh, let's do Noma. Let's, let's do, do Noma. Noma. I hope this is right. It's right. Three. 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 Nice. Nice. Yes. Okay, just nice. for fun, I just want to see Mike uh, or Johnny Pesky. Just curious. Yeah. The guy had a pole down there, you know? He's hitting the ball over the ballpark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Johnny Pesky. No, he wasn't much of a power hitter. Yeah, I did, yeah. But he was, a, he was Pesky a, a Hall. Note for some time in the future, if we're ever looking for a 200 hits, 300 um, batting average guy, Johnny Pesky. Phil, I, I think also um, Mike Cameron works for that square, too. Of, I think He played for the Mets, too, didn't he? Do you, got, do you guys recall, have you... Have ever seen? There's a baseball highlight of a guy playing third base for the Mariners. His name was Lenny Randall, who blows the ball foul at the Kingdom. It's a famous highlight clip. It's oh, from yeah. the seventies. I've seen that clip. He played for both teams for both Lenny, the Mets. Yep. R A N D L E. All right. Lenny, Lenny Randall. Randall. Right there. Yep. And nobody's going to remember. This will be under one percent. Point point four percent. Stuff. All right, so we just need – we're in a good spot here. We need a Mariner Gold Glover, and we need a Washington National slash Expo that drove in 100 that's not Gary Carter or Adam LaRoche. So uh, there's so many options for the 100, I feel like. I mean, we could go Andre Andres Dawson, Gallo- Andres Galarraga. Galarraga. Walker probably did it, right? Vladimir Guerrero. Vlad will yep. be high. Well, yeah, I mean, he'll be high-ish. Uh, Bryce oh, Harper will be Moise Salu. 
Oh, when he wasn't peeing on his hands, he was a master. With or, that. or Henry Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, that's a flex. Can we do? Oh, Henry Rodriguez is an oh, absolute Henry, flex. Dude. Oh, Henry! What a they flex. had the Oh Henry bars, and then he went to the Cubs. I only know that because he my, he went to the Cubs in ninety. Oh my God, that's such a flex. Henry Rodriguez, ninety two two. He was so yep. good. Yep. Should we try yep. it? Come on, yeah, one, time. It could one, be time, wrong. one time. One time. One time. Oh, point five. Point ah! five. <laughs> what a flex, dude! I What's forgot wrong? about Henry Rodriguez <laughs> at Olympic oh, Henry, State baby. Stead Olympic. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Okay, now we need a. We just need a low percentage Mariner Gold Glover. I. I mean, you threw out Felix. I... Pitchers are going to be pretty low. Jamie Moyer. I I think Brett Boone did it. Beltre did it for sure. Beltre probably did it. <sighs> Boone wouldn't surprise me because that was an era too where like if you it's, were just a popular second yeah, baseman, it, you probably want to go base, glove. Like I'm sure he really wasn't a wizard. Who but, would be a lower percentage, Mike Cameron or Brett Boone? I think Boone. Boone. Probably Boone. Yep. Yep. So, well, one second. I'm just trying. Uh, I'm trying to think of other obscure ones real quick before you click on this one because they've had some. They've had some obscure stuff. Dan Wilson would be a fun one. I think Dan Wilson might be right too. I but you know what? I just know he was a really good defensive catcher. I I don't I have no bleeping clue. The problem the the reason why I hate this for Gold Gloves managers vote for it. Yeah, they don't know, so they have no idea who's good. That one year, who was it? The Palmero. Well, who was the guy that yeah, DH for like the whole year? Rafael like, Palmero. Oh. Played like 20 games at first base and won it. Yeah. Ken Herbert number one one. I am comfortable with Brett Boone. Okay. Okay. But I don't think it's the lowest percentage of names we just threw out. So we'll okay. see what happens here. All right. Let's get it right. Let's get, let's let's get it right. Let's get here. this right. Let's get this right. Let's get it. There it is. 29. That's our best rarity score. Dude, let's let's go. What was the percent? 2%, Two percent on Booney, dude. That's good. Two That's percent. great. We got some names to look up here now. We're not going to be able to get the percentage, but uh, Mike Cameron. Although I could Rob- go on my phone here and type a name in. Robbie Cano. Mike Cameron was a three-time Gold Glove winner. Oh. Uh, he won one also with the Padres, Mets Padres. I'm sorry, uh, Mariners and Padres. There we go. Yeah, wow, I think he works. Yeah, he does work for Mariners and he did. Mets. He did hit 30 jacks. His most home runs in the season yes. came with the Mets in 04. Yes, he definitely worked. Mike Cameron. Worked for them. Huh. Wow, you guys. What was the other name we were going to look up? Dwight Evans? Yeah. Did you already do that? Old... Yes, he, he won, uh, he, he oh, won Dan one Wilson. Eight, and he was 4%. Dan Wilson, yeah. Did John Oldrude ever win one? Oh, that's he a good one. for Seattle, right? Dan Wilson was yep. an all-star, but he never won a gold glove. Yep. So if we're, okay, if we're ever looking for a Mariner all-star, remember Dan Wilson, the Gophers catcher. Okay. He went to an all-star game one year. Cool. Dude, it's 29 rarity score. Let's go. Get those old Henry bars. That's a great, that's a great one. That's how you pump it up for Twins Henry playoff Rodriguez. weekend here. Henry Rodriguez. And we're going to test drive Target Field the latest date into October that we've ever test driven it, I think, on October 10th. I don't think we've ever uh, tried right. playing a baseball game in the middle of October like that here. 14 years of this ballpark. And it's getting chilly. It's getting chilly. Love it. A little nip in the air. A former colleague of ours would have called for a dome on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Put a roof on it, Rami. Pour one out. 
Love our guy, Rami. All right, that's uh, to wrap on the twin show here where we need a new slogan now that the twins have won their first playoff game and series in two decades. We'll see you after game one.